Welcome to Canada's most irreverent talk show. This is The Andrew Lawton Show, brought to you by True North. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Andrew Lawton Show here on True North, Canada's most irreverent talk show. It is Thursday, June 8th. And we were not going to do a show today, but there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle on Twitter yesterday, and I thought that the uh, best way to do this is not to rely on uh, having a discussion 280 characters at a time, but actually go face-to-face uh, -face and delve into this. And at issue is the by-election in Portage-Lisker, Manitoba, which we've interviewed the two leading candidates for, the Conservative Brandon Leslie and the PPC. Maxime Bernier, who's also the leader of the People's Party of Canada. And yesterday, there was a bit of a back and forth between these two men on Twitter about the World Economic Forum. Now, this is an issue I know well. I, I've covered it. I've been to Davos to report on the WEF and its annual meeting twice, once in, uh, well, this, uh, this year, actually, and, and as well last year. And what came up here is that uh, Brandon Leslie had tweeted out this graphic in which he vowed to never attend the WEF, and then he fires a little shot across the bow at Maxime Bernier and says, unlike Maxime Bernier, I will never attend the World Economic Forum. Uh, Maxime responded saying that he is a liar. He was sent to Davos by Stephen Harper as Canada's foreign affairs minister to meet with other ministers there and to discuss the Afghan situation. Now, this seemed a little bit odd to me, so I chimed in and I pointed to a list of confirmed attendees that the World Economic Forum published in 2008, which had Maxime Bernier alongside other conservative cabinet ministers as confirmed WEF guests. And this is where things get more complicated because Maxime responded to me and said he literally did not attend the WEF conference. He was on the site of the conference because that's where all the ministers of allied countries were gathered. I've always prided myself on, on being able to have conversations about any subject with any people. And I also think that Maxime Bernier uh, has always been welcome on this show. So we figured instead of doing this on Twitter, uh, we'd bring him back and get a little bit of a campaign update there as well. Uh, Maxime, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you for giving me that opportunity. And, you know, as you may know now, uh, each time the fake conservative are attacking me, they're attacking me on things and, and, and things that I said and I did 15 years ago when I was a conservative. In fact, they are attacking their own party. They don't want to attack our platform because they know that we have the best platform and they know that if they attack our platform, they will attack their base. So uh, let's speak about uh, the WEF and if you have any questions, I'll be pleased to answer them. Yes, and, and I will just preface this by saying I, I do not believe you are beholden to WEF. I don't believe you are loyal to WEF in any way, and, and that was not the basis of, of my criticism. My criticism was based on the fact that you say you've never attended, but it looks like you did. And, and to be honest, what seems like uh, the disagreement is here is a disagreement over what the word attended means. And, and I know there are going to be some very specific and technical <laughs> questions that come up here, but let me just ask you in your own words. When you say you never attended, what is it you mean? Yeah, actually, what I mean, I was in Davos, like you said, and, you know, at that time in 2008, I was Foreign Affairs Minister, and in that time, uh, Foreign Affairs Minister 
And at that time, I was working with my prime minister, Stephen Harper, and Mr. Harper asked me to find more support for our Canadian troops in Afghanistan, because in 2008, as you remember, we were in war in Afghanistan. So I look at the agenda, and my goal was to meet foreign affairs minister, and I knew that they will all be at the conference in 2008 at the World Economic Conference in Davos. So I decided to go and to have meeting with them. So to be there and to be able to have meetings with other foreign affairs ministers who are registered to assist to the World Economic Forum, you need yourself to register to that conference. So that's why you can see that there's a press uh, release coming from uh, my department when I was a foreign affairs minister saying that Maxime will be at the conference. Yes, because if I didn't register, I, I wouldn't be unable to meet all these foreign affairs ministers that were participant in that conference. So I was in Davos, I was registered to be at that conference, and I had a lot of meetings, two days meetings with foreign affairs ministers, and that was a successful trip because I was able to have more support coming from France, coming from UK, coming from Nieder Netherlands, and all other countries to help our Canadian forces to uh, help them in Kandahar, in Afghanistan, with more equipment and more support. So that's why the Department of Foreign Affairs issued a press release in 2008 saying that Bernier will be at the World Economic Forum because I needed to be registered to be able to speak with other foreign affairs ministers that were registered at that conference. So I did not. <laughs> so, so, but, but to interject there, how is that not attending? Yeah, I was, I was at that conference to have these meetings, but I did not assist at any uh, meetings with the World Economic Forum. I was too busy to do my own meeting. So that's what happened. That's the fact. And, you know, I'm very transparent, very honest with Canadians. And, you know, that organization, as you said in the beginning, it's a globalist organization. I'm not a globalist, but it's a little bit bizarre that the conservative party are using that to attacking me and saying that I'm a globalist when, you know, they voted for the Paris Accord in 2017. Every conservative, including Pierre Polyev, they are in line with the Global Compact on Migration. And so they are the globalist political party, and I'm not, and the PPC is not. So... I want to talk about that aspect in, in just a moment, but I, I do want to finish clearing up this WEF thing because one of the things that I've learned going to Davos to report on the World Economic Forum is that there are really two events taking place at the same time. There's the public event in which they have a program that's published and the sessions are filmed and anyone around the world can see. And then there's also this second track, which is the meetings taking place that we don't know about. In fact, when you walk into the the Davos Congress Center, where the events are usually held, there are all these rooms that are called multilateral rooms. And you look at it and you say, well, that's weird. You know, you're not a government. You're not the United Nations. Why are you having that? But, but I would say if you're going and engaging in meetings uh, in that space, is that not the very essence of the World Economic Forum? Is that not the essence of attending the conference? You're playing with words 
Andrew. I, I just tell you that. Well, you're playing with not, words, though, when you no, say no, you've but, not attended, Andrew, but we're also registered and we're also yeah, there. I was registered. I was there to be able to be in these rooms and having these private meetings with other foreign affairs ministers. That's what I did over there. So, you know, there's nothing there. Like you tweeted, there's nothing there. And you said that I'm not a globalist. The globalist one are the conservative and Pierre Polyev. So... <laughs> You know, you, you are telling me being transparent and honest with Canadian, it's not okay. I was there and I registered, yes, to be able to have these private meetings. And I had a lot of private meetings with a lot of foreign affairs minister for two days. I was very busy. And after that, I did my job. I was happy. I said goodbye to the conference. That was the goal. And my prime minister was very happy with my work. I have, through access to information, a copy of your itinerary when you were in Davos. And, you know, no meetings with Klaus Schwab. I don't see you giving any speeches or anything like that to the World Economic Forum. But I am curious about a couple. One you met with on the, your schedule, it looks like, was Jean Charest. Uh, another was a, a dinner given by the Bank of Montreal Financial Group. Uh, and I'm just curious, why did you need to meet with the Premier of Quebec in Davos? Well I don't remember, you know, the prime minister was there and the, the premier of Quebec was there and I had a meeting. I know Jean Sarré personally, actually, and he's a friend of our family. My, my dad was sitting in, in, the, uh, in the conservative, uh, in the conservative uh, parliament, not parliament, but conservative party, he was a member of, of the members of both and a conservative with Sarré. So I know Sarré pretty well and uh, we had a discussion. So... You, you try to find something that there's nothing there, Andrew, and I'm, I'm very disappointed of you. You're playing the conservative game. If you're a, if you're a journalist, you do, do your job. Yes, I had these meetings, and, and that's it. Be honest with your viewers, and I'm not a globalist, and ask all these questions to the conservative. Why you did not challenge uh, my conservative opponent when he was with you, and he said that he's pro-life, and that's it? He's pro-life, but he won't be able to do anything for people in this riding. Like Candice, she was pro-life. She didn't do anything because he cannot speak about that because he didn't say that Polyev won't open the abortion debate. He said here in this right. I, I did challenge him on that. I, I specifically asked him, does the PPC not offer pro-life voters more than his party is prepared to offer? So you're criticizing me of something I didn't do. Yeah, but you know, what I'm telling you is Polyev said here that he won't reopen the debate. He won't he won't table any legislation on abortion. And you have that candidate here that is saying, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. It won't change anything. So let's, let's have the real discussion about the globalists and, 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 and conservative candidates that, you know, cannot do anything for people here in line with their values. And they won't fight for the sovereignty of our country. They, uh, Polyev voted, actually, you can ask me that question, Andrew. When I was a conservative in 2017, a week after the convention, the leadership convention, the Liberal table um, a bill, a motion uh, to support the Paris Accord. Every conservative member of parliament, including Polyev, voted for that, except one, Cheryl Gallant and myself. And I can tell you, I didn't vote against the motion because, because at a week after the leadership context, I didn't want to I didn't want to embarrass my new leader so I didn't vote on that and actually you know that my candidate was working a year ago not 15 years ago 
a year ago with the Trudeau government to implement that net zero, net zero um, idea of, uh, you know, to end climate change. He was at that time a lobbyist for the grain growers, uh, uh, um, grain growers, growers, um, uh, of Canada. So, and he, he worked with the Trudeau government to implement the net, net zero policy, not 15 years ago, a year ago. Your, your disappointment in me notwithstanding, Maxime, I've always liked you, I've always gotten along with you, and I'm happy to have you on the show to talk about these things. But the reason I, I bring up the events of 15 years ago is because you and your opponent in this race were bringing up the event of 15 years ago. I would agree with you. It's far more important what people stand for now. But I, I go back to the reason I got involved in this debate is because you made a claim that uh, I still don't understand your side of that you didn't attend when you were there you were in the room and, and you were registered but let's talk about the here and now Let, let's talk about what you stand up for now yeah, I, is I, I, your I view that the conservatives were always globalists back in 2008 they were always globalists or is your view that this is a more recent development yeah they were always globalists actually Harper delivered a speech in davos praising uh, schwab's about his organization they are globalists and they were globalists and they're still globalists so why did you go along with it then? I was a cabinet minister, Andrew, and my job was to do what the prime minister asked me to do. And the most important for me was to be sure that our Canadian forces will, will have the right equipment. So I, I work at that time with the defense minister and the prime minister office to be sure that, you know, we'll do our best for our Canadian forces. I'm very proud of that trip. Uh, and, you know, I, <laughs> I did my job and what my prime minister asked me to do. But, you know, all that, and that's why we created the People's Party, because that, that, the fact that the Conservative Party is a globalist party, that, one, that was one of many reasons why I left the party in 2018 and we created the People's Party. But but when you I mean you were in cabinet you know well after when you were foreign affairs minister heading into the end of, of Stephen Harper's term when you ran for leadership in in 2017 and I endorsed you I, I interviewed you uh, I don't recall your concerns being that the conservatives have been co-opted by globalists you were still very much a, a proud and loyal conservative at that time it, it just seems like this uh, change in messaging from you has been far more recent no absolutely not that the leadership contest. You know, I, I have strong ideas. And actually, if you look at our platform for the People's Party of Canada, we created the People's Party of Canada based on my leadership platform. And yes, right now we are speaking more about the trans issue. And I'm the only one that is saying, you know, enough is enough with that trans toxic ideology. That was not part in the news in 2017. And you can say yes. Uh, uh, but uh, immigration, that's part of our policy. I started, started to speak about that at the leadership contest. And my goal was to transform the Conservative Party to be sure that we'll have a real Conservative Party. I didn't, was not able to do that. I didn't win. I tried with Andrew Scheer. I worked with him 15 months after the leadership. And, and I had a meeting with Andrew Scheer after that because I wanted to be sure in 20, uh, uh, late 2017, late 2018, sorry, that he will use some of my ideas that were very popular during the, uh, for the leadership contest and, and with the members of the Conservative Party when I had 49% of the vote. 
15 uh, months later, I had a meeting with him. I said, Andrew, can you take some of my ideas for the next general election? They were very popular. And I must admit, Andrew, that uh, uh, Andrew Scheer was very honest. And he said, no, Maxime, I won't take any of your ideas for the next electoral platform, the next election in 2019. We were in 2018 because I understand they were very popular with the base of the Conservative Party, but they're not popular with the general population, and I'm running to be Prime Minister. So that's why I left and I said, this party is intellectual and morally corrupt, they're only Conservative in name, and we created the PPC. And actually, actually, Poliev is doing the same thing right now. He was speaking like a Conservative during the Conservative contest, and now he's going slowly but surely to the left, because his goal is to be in power and his goal is to please Quebec and Ontario and the big cities. And he doesn't want to speak about the most important issues for people here in this riding, like abortion, like the, the, the trans ideology, uh, like uh, uh, climate change. He doesn't want. So Poliev is taken for granted the support in Outwest here, saying that, oh, my candidates Outwest are winning by 60, 75% of the vote. So they will win maybe by 50% at the next election, and I can pander to Ontario and Quebec to have more support, and I'll be in government. We, we, we are the only insurance policy to people here in this riding to be sure that Poliev will be a real conservative. And actually, I tried to reform the Conservative Party from the inside. I was not successful. I'm saying to people here in Portage Lisgar, let's reform the Conservative Party. Let's send a strong message to Trudeau and Poliev. And if you send me over there, that will put pressure to Poliev to speak about the real issues. If you want to reform that party, if you want to have a real Conservative Party, you have to vote for me. So you actually think reform of that party is possible? It's, possi it's possible if they have conservative conviction and if, I, if, if they vote for me and I'm in parliament because I, I will support the conservative and Polyev when he'll be a real conservative and I will shame him when he will not. So it's a win-win for people in this riding. They will have my voice over there and I will push Polyev in the right direction. All right. Well, the by-election is coming up in just 11 days. What's your plan for the home stretch, Maxime? Being on the ground, speaking with people, uh, knocking at door, door knocking, uh, and, uh, you know, waiting for the result the day of the election. And I hope I will win. But I can tell you, Andrew, if I don't win, I will be here at the next general election and we will uh, fight for what we believe. And my goal is to be elected now. But I can say to people in Portage Lisgard, I'll be back at the next general election if I'm not able to win. So you're committing to running in, uh, you know, suing the elections in 2025 in the same riding? Absolutely, yes. All right. Well, I believe advanced polls open tomorrow. Uh, Maxime, this was far more constructive than going back and forth on Twitter, I think. So thanks very much for coming on. I appreciate on. that, Andrew, and I'm very pleased that we had that discussion. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right, that does it for us. A bit of a shorter show, but like I said, when these things come up, I think the best thing to do is hit them head on, and I'm glad we did that here, and people can decide for themselves what they think about uh, the interpretation of one single word. I feel like I was doing a Zapruder-like analysis of just every angle of a sentence, but sometimes you have to do that. So that does it for us. We will be back with another episode of The Andrew Lawton Show tomorrow here on True North. Thank you, God bless, and good day to you all. 
Thanks for listening to The Andrew Lawton Show. Support the program by donating to True North at www.tnc.news.